Coming up this week, Disneyland finally confirms that changes are coming to Fantasmic. D23 adds more items to the D23 Expo schedule. And Space Mountain is on the way back. Plus later, Nancy has the list of Disney movies you should see before visiting California Adventure. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 669, for the week of April 23rd, 2017. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata Willie. Hello. There she is. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Where's my unicorn frappuccino? <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Too much sugar. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Oh, and really? Come on. Oh, See, I you're so yeah. sad the way he said. And Tony Spatel. Thanks, Tom. Oh, Way to build me up and for the Tony's next two Patel. hours. There you go. All right. That was now. See, that was patronizing. Yes. I'm off. I'm done. Tony, I'm that just sounded a little week. patronizing to me. It sounded like he was a little pandering to you. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm is. just not he's, used to him song. being here for like five weeks in a row. So I know, but I I told you I've made so my it was my New Year's, New Year's resolution yes. that I started in March. Yes. I thought it was your Lenten, Lenten promise. Years. Well, that would be done. So that Lent's over, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll see you guys in a, about right, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't get rid of our perky partner. Aww. I actually prefer the patronizing Tom Rather than, than the being partner. called a perky partner. <laughs> I kind of like the perky partner. <laughs> I do not. I don't like it at all, which means now it's going to stick. So thanks. Yes. All right. I'm really excited about this. Anyway. Anytime. Better than being called Fres- hey. Fresno hot sauce. So. No, Fresno hot sauce. I'm jealous. <laughs> All right. Um, hello to our friends. It means you're spicy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific, head over to Mixler.com and join in the fun. Um, lots of people are in there. Yes. Yes. They are. Okay, you guys got quiet all of a sudden, and I swore you I had hung up on you. Um, no, I was I, looking I, to see how many how many listeners I, were on. No, I was trying to figure out my feed freezes, oh, and then okay. I had to refresh it. <laughs> and don't forget about the rest of the Does Unplug family of podcasts. Of course, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show every Monday, the Orlando Show every. Tuesday, live at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Best and the Worst on Wednesdays, Universal on Thursdays, and Diz Pop on Fridays. And of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, The Daily Fix, which is your quick look at the day's Disney news. And we have one more week in, in April, Michael? We do. Okay. We, uh, it's our, our season finale for April of Ooh. Connecting with Walt. It's a very and special Craig episode. It is. It's a very special episode where where Tootie grows up. <laughs> but um, uh, now Craig and I are going to saddle our ponies and we're going to take you for a ride through the history of the Magic Kingdom's Frontierland. Cool. 
Their their frontier land is 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 kind of way different than ours. I mean, it's the, very different. I mean, there's more to it, I guess. I would yeah, because ours kind of you walk through and you're done. Yeah, it's ours much be- more expansive. Yeah. than ours is. Ours probably used theirs to be is, more, but yeah. Theirs is our frontier land, our critter country, yeah. and our New Orleans yeah. square all yeah. together. Yeah, basically. Only mm-hmm. not quite because New Orleans square kind of isn't there. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even understand yeah, that. Yeah. Well, no, it, well, yeah, no, I, I got it. Yeah, comes yeah. Out, like dead ends, yeah. right where you go around the lake. It just kind of yeah. So their frontier land ends. is is our frontier land and critter country combined. Yes, plus the without rivers, plus, plus the rivers of America. There's just closer to. I mean, because ours at Disneyland, when the park opened, it was the largest realm of. You know, of all the lands there, and you know, our, it's slowly sort of been eaten up yeah. a bit. Yeah. But because we had nature's, you know, um, you know, mind chain through nature's wonderland that was enormous. So um, yeah, so they there's is much more expansive. You're right; they don't have all the other lands. They have Liberty Square because you enter Frontierland basically through Liberty Square, right? Or around from that's um, true. Okay, you know, so Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so yeah, that kind there. of yeah, okay. So now I'm kind of confusing the two because it kind of runs into Frontierland too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, so Friday that will be up. Any housekeeping? Ooh, by the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, soundtrack mixtape number two soundtrack, and they combined number one and number two into a complete works, which is available if you have an Apple Music subscription. Hmm. Very cool. And it is really great. Okay. We listened to it all yesterday morning. Lily, it's her favorite jam, that whole album. <laughs> so I was telling the team before before we got on the air that I finally saw the movie. Um, and? Uh, no, it was fine. I missed that. Uh, well, yeah. It, but I, I, what I said is is it I, everybody had built it up so much that it was it was good. But, you know, it wasn't like... Angels sing, angels shining down from the sky or anything like that. So, um, it's now Tom, watching. May, yeah, maybe, maybe the reason angels weren't whatever you know what I mean. Fl- weren't no, well, you know why I went they to the parks on this Friday. Yes, I know. thank you. As long as you understand, <laughs> everybody else, angels were singing down from the sky when they watched Guardians of the Galaxy, but not for you, but not for me, because so, I went to Disneyland on Good Friday. Disneyland okay. Good Friday, yes. exactly. Um, but anyway. Make sure you're following my Twitter feed or the Dis Twitter feed. I will be in California Adventure on Tuesday, um, taking a close look at the Guardians of the Galaxy building. So uh, watch out for that. Um, any other housekeeping? I have a kind of a quick one. Go ahead, Marjo. Uh Just a reminder to everybody that uh, be prepared because grad night time is coming up. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 18 nights uh, beginning Friday, May 5th. So it's typically Friday, Saturdays, and Wednesdays with an occasional Tuesday thrown in until Saturday, June 17th. So, and um, just to remind everybody, grad nights are going to be at California Adventure. However, the seniors will be able to get their, um, with their tickets, they can enter both parks for the full day until they're all shuffled over to California Adventure around 10 or so. Yep. So So you can delight in them walking through the park arm in arm, blocking all the walkways, cheering and chanting all their school songs at the top of their lungs. It's a joy. It's a delight. It's like being in... <laughs> in <laughs> it's like the Brazilians in Walt Disney World. Okay. 
And yeah. all of the parents or guardians and chaperones are sitting on all the benches sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they were up all night chaperoning yeah. or up all night on the bus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw that Soul Spin, the new attraction at Knott's Prairie Farm, is open now. And I, I looked at the video of that, and I'm not sure that I'm going to be going on that. Is it because it spins so much, or yeah, is it like yeah? Because... It's like what's the point of it? So what is it? It centrifuges your soul out of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, no soul as in sun, <laughs> but uh, S O oh. right. But uh, yeah, you can apply the other. You probably. I read your description of it on Facebook. Yes, now yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's well, in the, it's in the cursed spot of of Windseeker, so it shouldn't last long. <laughs> They've had so many changes of attractions in that spot. Yeah. Well, what, what do you know? What was there before Windseeker? That's not where the that's not where the the parachutes parachutes were in the Supreme Scream spot, right? Wasn't it where they had the the um, speeding? Oh gosh, it was where you had the racing carts, okay. um, which were fun back in the seventies for okay. us. Oh, I um, remember those. I loved my children. Loved those. Yeah. Yeah, so did we growing up. Yeah, the soapbox derby things. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. With the little bunny heels that, you know, we'd go and I think it was like four cross or something. We, my cousins and I would, you know, race each other, supposedly. That was my favorite um, thing in nuts. That was cool. Uh, yeah, Yeah. Our children loved that. And then this is, um, did you hear that the glass blower is also closing at Knott's Prairie Farm? No, that's a huge shame. I was just in there. Um, well, when were we there, Tom? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And when we were there, and I was walking around, and and people were, you know, it's not there are not too many places where you could actually watch people create these little figurines out of hot glass, and that's one place where you can watch that and then buy them afterwards so it's i'm sad to see that they're going to get rid of it Uh um okay so today was the last day for boomerang um did you also see mary joe that the that one spinny attraction right behind the sky cabin um it's the old school ones where you sit two by two but it's like a saucer that spins around looks like a roulette wheel oh I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Are they getting rid of that it's one gone, too? It's gone, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if they That get, was a fun one. So if they get rid of Sky Cabin, they have a lot of real estate there. Yep. From Sky Maybe Cabin they could with, put something with, with that one and then Boomerang and Riptide down at the end. All that's left is that the sports store in there. Hmm. So that's a lot of lot of real estate that they could put 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 a. I'm, I, I'm I'm appreciating all of the family attractions, but I think it's time they put in a coaster. They have a lot of coasters. I think they need more family attractions. Think so? This this also almost sounds like a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> right commercial. I, I'm with <laughs> I, I'm with Mary Jo on that one. Okay. I think as someone who's scared of all the things that Knott's Berry Farm has, that's scary. <laughs> um. Like soapbox racers, things like that. I think there's a, and also knowing because I used to teach in the area, it's even. I think it's more considered like 
almost like Magic Mountain's a teen park and Knott's is like a 12 to 16 year old park. I don't know. That's just, I know they have all the other stuff, but I'd like more family stuff actually. Yeah. The, the Sno- Camp Snoopy though is a really good time as far as, I mean, they've got a lot to do in Camp Snoopy these days. That, that, that's not, that's family. not that's family. That's not family. That's not no, family. that's true. Well, okay. I thought it was family. I can go on almost all that stuff with my kids. I'm not height restricted out of it. Yes, but are your 10-year-olds going to Camp Snoopy? No. Yes, actually, because my 10-year-olds don't have the balls for everything else. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. But I meant like, so yeah, like the whole Wall Waltz vision where well, we all girls, go on pirates Nancy. together. Yes, I know. Also, yeah. But there's also a lot, of, uh, a lot of attractions in Camp Snoopy that only allow, you know, between... Yeah. Yeah. Three and nine, Wes, something like Wes that. Wes wanted and to ri- Wes wanted to drive the little trucks, but they wouldn't let him. Right. There's there's quite a few of those. They wouldn't let Wes on the truck. I'm, or Wes. I, I'm kidding. We, we walked by <laughs> them, and he's like, "I want the no, no." All right. So he did once. No, but... I'm kidding. I'm just making making up oh, stories. Um, any? We I think he did go on those. The the was Linus's carpets. Speaking of, yeah, yeah. blankets. The blankets. Oh, yeah. the blanket the one blanket makes one. me sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I lost it on the blanket one. Mm-hmm. All Not right. fully, but. <laughs> Any other housekeeping? I do. Good, Michael. Before we go on other yeah. things, um, a couple of things. First, I want to thank everybody for all their positive thoughts, prayers, pixie dust for Carol. Uh, if you're listening to our Walt Disney World show or following me or Carol on social media, you know we've we've been through a lot the last couple of weeks. And uh, anyway, and Carol is doing better. She is resting, taking it easy, and and um in good spirits and so she truly appreciates and so do i you know all of the comments and messages and emails and postings that we've received so so we would appreciate that you keep those prayers going and because i i definitely you know both of us definitely believe in the power of prayer and especially the group prayer and we're um very grateful for our Diz family. I, it's makes it much easier to get through difficult situations when we know we have all of our Dizzers, you know, out there behind us. So, and then my other one is I went and saw um, Born in China, the latest Disney nature film mm-hmm. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It is I highly recommend it. It is a beautiful film. It is uh, the landscape of remote China is breathtaking, very different from other countries. Uh, if you've ever seen, you know, any of the like ancient Chinese art, you you know what their terrain is like. And it, it's just breathtaking to see. Uh, this basically the film takes a look at five different um sort of families of animals. Uh, there's cranes and uh, and a type of sheep that they look at and, and talk about. Then there's three um, f- families that they they really focused on. And that, of course, is the giant pandas and who that are adorable. The snow leopards. And then there's... Um, oh, there's a third one that just <laughs> totally went out of my mind. But, um, oh, monkeys, the snow monkeys, those are adorable. But, uh, they and anyway, they do a nice job of just, you know, people say, oh, they anthropomorphize 
animals Disney does. Well, what they actually do is, is that they take a lot of film and then, you know, and then they tell a story using that film in order to, you know, entertain as well as inform. And also so that we identify with these animals and we care about these animals. So the reason they chose these three animals was because the film that they took of their day-to-day life was just compelling and they could put together a story of of their lives. And so it's very different from, you know, you see a movie where they're making the animals talk and all that. Um, because it they are filmed in a natural habitat doing the things that come naturally to them in their day-to-day lives, you, you definitely see the whole circle of life. Um, you know, some of it is, um, you know, it, it's rough out there. And some of it is charming and wonderful. They're they do sensitive children might um, have a really hard time with the whole circle of life concept of you know birth, um, living, um, eating, dying, you know, and um, uh, and without giving too much away, there's a there is an animal we come to really care about that unfortunately during the film passes on it is handled very sensitively and the um i think younger children might sort of miss what's happened to the animal other children might um be really emotionally moved by the fact that this animal is gone and 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 what might happen to its family so um Anyway, it's stay through the credits because what they do is they they show a lot of outtakes that they didn't put into the film of the animals and also of some of the the young cubs of some of these animals when they discover cameras and then the monkeys that just get into everything as the camera crews trying to do their thing and all the monkeys <laughs> are going through their bags and you know all this stuff but also you see the harsh conditions that they went into in order to film this and um there is one there's one cameraman who's just trying to get this panorama shot and the the weather changes every 30 minutes and it is extreme and you see all of these extremes as he's just sitting there trying to get the right lighting and the right shot and 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 it's so it's worth sitting through the credits um, for this. Anyway, it's a magnificent film. If you can see it in the first week, because a portion of your ticket um, money will go to the World Wildlife Fund, which, of course, their logo is the panda bear. And it's going to go to the panda bear and I believe the snow leopards to um, help protect their habitats. And this is really the first time that the snow leopards have been filmed extensively in the wild. Because as you're going to see in the film, they're very reclusive and they're very elusive as well because they blend in so well into their um, terrain. So um, two thumbs up for um, Disney nature films. Very cool. Born in China. And somebody in the chat room was saying that dolphins are next. That's the next. Dolphins are next, and wow. they they already have the they already have the trailer out for it. And you'll see it in this film, and it's been online. I think I shared it a week or two ago on my social media, and it, it also looks uh, beautiful as well. All the Disney nature films are fantastic, very well done. So if you have a chance, go out on um, you know, watch them. I, who is it now that carries the Disney films? Is it Netflix or 
Yeah, if they're on there, they are worth watching. They're they're magnificent. So very cool. Thank you, Michael. Any other housekeeping? All right, let's it's time for some news, Tony. Speaking of Circle of Life, uh, are you going to do Sir, the other story for okay. first? Oh, Circle of Life. I was like, wait, I'm dying. Like I'm burnt. I'm I'm I'm, new, I'm newborn or or dead here. No. But um, okay. So hey, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So let's. Yeah. Let's. Okay. So now I've got to change the, the topic. Sorry. And talk about. Was, no, that's it was okay. A good segue. It was a great segue, and I'm just sitting here trying to get what I was there. Up. Okay. So recently, in the Circle of Life. It was a perfect subway. Subway. Um, it was not a perfect subway. You can, you can count on me, Tony. I have your back. Okay, thank you. Sea World's twenty-one San Diego Sea World's twenty-one-year-old female polar bear, Sejen, S J E N J A. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sejen. See, of course, this is the best thing about Nancy. Even if she has no idea how to pronounce it, she's going to pronounce it like she knows. No, I think S and J comes out to be a Z sound. I think you're right. Well, no, it's it's S-Z-E-N-J-A, so Zenja. Okay. How many podcasters? Okay, Okay, so there you go, Tom. Mrs. Polar Bear. Yes, (laughs) this polar bear died unexpectedly leaving the San Diego Marine Park with just one other bear that's currently on loan to the Pittsburgh Zoo. So her death came following week-long symptoms of appetite and energy loss, but her passing remains unexplained, but there is speculation on other sites that are very pro-animal. So um, SeaWorld is conducting a a necropsy. I don't even know what's... Yeah. Necropsy. It's an autopsy on death. Oh, I'm learning. I thought I was like, wasn't another. Okay. So whatever. Okay. Anyways, to determine the cause of death, park official said it'll be several weeks. Now here is the, let's say controversial part. They moved the, like the buddy or the friend or snowflake. Okay. And PETA in February 1st, when they moved snowflake to Pittsburgh, well, I mean, of course. I think I'm surprised Snowflake's still alive because if I move from San Diego to Pittsburgh, go ahead, listeners. I know I wouldn't be too happy. Anyways, nobody left at the moment. I thought that's funny. Anyways, <laughs> Tony at wdwinfo. I mean, San Diego, really? Pittsburgh? I mean, just uh, yeah, right, just, just, just well, but maybe. I mean. well, and Snowflake but, and Snowflake needed bear, to work. She got to look fine. And no, and Snowflake couldn't live in San Diego more because there's no football team for. Mm. For her to root for. Anyways, um, so anyways, on February 1st, there was a letter to the CEO where PETA argued that moving Snowflake to Pittsburgh would leave Senja sad and alone. And that the two polar bears had been companions for 20 years. So then... And Snowflake was going to go breed in Pittsburgh, so Snowflake wasn't lonely. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Snowflake wasn't lonely. Going to go to the Steelers games and breed. So anyways. Not necessarily um, in that order. No, not in, maybe breed at the Steelers games. And, um, oh, so, that happens a lot from what I hear. <laughs> so. Couple of beers, $8 beers. Yeah, yeah you're, I mean, and the, you're throwing the terrible towel around. Anyways, so. The basically that I know we're not we're kind of making light of the story, but the point is 
that other the um, very pro animal sites are saying that basically the polar bear died right after the other polar bear left. Like, okay, I'm sick and then it's I'm out of here. So that just adds another mark to many people of the problem with SeaWorld. Because they took the took your took Snowflake away and then within like a month it dies or a couple weeks. So I mean, and you you see that in, in humans. I mean the the spouse dies and then well because I'm sure Zen, Zenja had no idea where Snowflake was. It's not yeah, like she not, left a, he left a note or anything, but like like hey text uh, uh, yeah, yeah I know yeah there was no they weren't on Facebook. What's interesting is I'm more surprised that SeaWorld, even though I know it's about breeding and all that stuff, I'm just saying with their PR issues. And if they knew they had to, somebody had to have, if PETA knew this was a possibility, then scientists and veterinarians had to know this was a possibility right. too. How, do so we, I'm just, does the story say how long they were together? It says 20 years. Oh. oh, wow. So my thing is, why wouldn't someone say, yes, this is good for zoological purposes, but there's a chance that like, there's a chance that the other polar bear is going to die and we're going to look like idiots, which. But nobody when, when, ever expects that. What do you mean, I mean nobody ever? All, nobody ever expects that, you know, the death of a broken heart is fully going to happen. And, I mean, it's done all the time. You know, animals are sent across the country for um, breeding and recovery, you know, species recovery programs. But they were together for 20 years. But they're not necessarily monotonous species. I mean, yes, they were together. Well, for no, it doesn't years. mean they were like lover. I'm not, but I'm just saying. No, no, but what I'm saying is, is if they have situations like that, yeah, usually you send a younger polar bear. But if you have one that's of good temperament, you know, and and has all the genetic qualities you need to keep breeding to keep the species successful. But see, my argument is that if. And I know Pete is, of course, going to lean to their side. But if they argued when it left, watch out, this is bad for the other polar bear, and then it immediately happened, that means that people with much more animal expertise should have known it was possible. That's my point, is that you can't, you can't tell me that all of them were like, oh, my gosh. They had to have known. I'm not saying that they set it up or anything, not like that. I'm just thinking that based no, but on – I mean, that kind of thing is just it's coincidental it's it's not it's not predictable okay it's not a it's not a you know it's like getting on an airplane and making it to the other side or not how many times do thank, you hear thank this? you for bringing up uh, bringing up an airplane and making it to the other side yeah. to someone who travels literally every day no, I mean, I'm, okay. no, no I'm just messing with you no no I'm messing with you how many times do you hear the, the, the elderly spouse dies and a week later the other spouse dies I mean it happens not a as lot. often as you think so I'm a, I agree with you Nancy about it not being predictable I like how you phrase that it was it's coincidental it's not predictable my point is, thinking of it from our theme park perspective, is SeaWorld can't okay. deal with coincidences. They can't afford in to the take those risks. State. Yeah. They can't afford to take those risks. That's my point. Is they no, should I, say, I, I like agree. even if somebody in the group and there's only one, you know, there's a twenty percent chance, then they should say, well, then we better not do it because if the polar bear dies, that's going to make it's going to be blackfish too. But like, I just think 
they yeah they can't afford like Tom said they can't afford to make that mistake. That's all. Yeah. From looking I at just, it from the Sea World part, the theme park perspective. If we're looking at I zoologically, like again, Peter capitalizing on a bad situation and well, making no, it sound and, okay, and making I, it spin worse. Okay, now but here's my thing, and that's an just I'm just saying. Situation. And I've never in my entire life, I swear to God, ever supported like been a PETA person. But they right. warned them before they took the bear away. That's kind of my point. Like that's my point. If if they warned them, then there's again, and I'm not looking at this from a zoological perspective, yeah. and from a theme park perspective. Like Tom said, they can't. They should have. Well, maybe we just shouldn't do it just in case. That's all. It just looks bad, and they can't really afford to look bad. So that was kind of my my point there. So that was an exciting discussion we had. I know, right? <laughs> and we learned we some. Haven't had one of those in a while. Yes. So let's go for more. We have Disneyland's Fantasmic. We finally have confirmed things, correct, Tom? Yes, sir. Okay. So when Fantas- when Fantasmic returns to Disneyland Park this summer, it looks like it looks like it'll have some new additions: Aladdin, The Lion King, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Tangled. Look to all be scenes that will be included. Additionally, Mickey Mouse looks to have an even bigger presence in the nighttime spectacular. There is no official information on what will be removed from the show, but some have speculated that a fan favorite scene, which features Peter Pan, will be removed. Currently, there is no official date for the return of the show, but we will have that and any other additional information once it becomes available. Of course, we will share that with you guys. And, um, oh wait, I forgot to read this sentence. And as always... The Disneyland Fantasmic will be 5,000 times superior <laughs> to that laughable Fantasmic in Disney World. It's official from Disney. They said that. So it just continues to get better. I had to say it's, that. It's so. what, what's, what, before we even talk about this, what's really weird is they kind of just buried this in a, in a bigger news story about you know the Summer of Heroes or whatever they're calling the promotion this year. They're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, blah, blah, blah. The Rivers of America returning. Oh, by the way, we're, you know, you're going to see this, 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 and this in Phantasmic this summer. And why do you think? Why? Well, you know how much uh, Disneylanders like change. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Not why did they change it? Why did they? Oh, that's why they buried it. That's why they buried it. Right. It's my understanding from. My sources, this is a completely new production. There's there's more that's removed from this than just what they're admitting to. Theme music? I doubt uh, that. N- I'm, ta- I'm talking scenes. Ka? Huh? So, um, I have heard he's gone. He's being replaced by by one of the scenes that tony mentioned it's like the lion king i think right and then <laughs> yeah but the monkeys oh are God. still monkeys are still there mm-hmm. uh, what is what is um but, rapunzel but, is replacing snow white a, a lot of the face characters that we're accustomed to are not are not in this in this new phantasmic and i think say that again a lot a lot of like the the face characters and all that that we're we we've been used to seeing in Fantastic will not be in this mm-hmm. version. Um, Pinocchio's going away too, right? Isn't that one of the other ones that's gone away? Yeah, the, there's a lot going away in this. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I this okay. Is, now I'm now I'm upset. And then of this course, is Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean this this is a new production, so just you know it's it's going to be different. However, why why ha- are they doing it then? Other it's than been around a long time. <laughs> yeah. It opened in 1992. It's, it's so popular 92. though. It is, but if you notice, they're putting in more um, contemporary films. Right. Yeah, I know. I got that. Because then those, those people who grew up with those are now adults, right? They're bringing oh their gosh, children. I'm getting to- old. <laughs> yeah. No, they are. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Darn it. Yeah. Are, are they still having I, trouble with pirates? I've heard that. I've heard they're having a, a really tough time with yeah. that. What does that mean? That what they're well. Um, uh, let's uh, turn off it's your speculation. Uh, no, okay, yes. Um, they're trying to do like um, like the map, the video mapping they do on the castle. They're trying to mm-hmm. do that on a moving moving ship. Oh wow! Those those with cast members people. have to be in the yeah, exact with, right yeah, with spot. Moving, right. moving people. And yeah, yeah, it, and that's what's tough. They have to be right on their spots, in position. And, yeah, and it's the ship hard is with one of the things and... they do, some of the stuff they do on that ship. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be spectacular. I mean, because they, they will figure it out. So mm-hmm. it'll it'll be spectacular. Projection mapping, that's the word. Thank you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and I, it's, it's it looking like everything is being delayed. Um, we, we went and couple weeks ago when we were down there we went and to the, to the other side of the tracks and we're talking to the the train engineers and they said that it's looking like late July for the train oh really yeah. wow so because weren't they targeting the anniversary yeah that weekend yeah, yeah. Yep. which was you know Expo weekend which is still later than they wanted to I think mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's gonna open on time is Guardians of the Galaxy well, uh, that explains why that's their big summer promotion mm-hmm. on yeah. television. They're not mentioning anything else. Because they, they have no dates. They have nothing to, to <laughs> confirm yet. I mean, if you, it's already April, and they still, they're still haven't filled up the Rivers of America, and they're still putting in track for the, for the Mark Twain and the Columbia. And I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I don't think even all the railroad track is in, so... Yeah, I well, I know they were still laying that. Well, this is a couple weeks ago. They were still laying the. Well, I, I don't know if I should. Spoiler I, alert! I, I yeah. assume, I assume people know the Mark Twain and the Columbia are on a track. Well, the <laughs> so, canoes are on a track. Uh, I mean, seriously. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> but um, but uh, they were still laying the track a few weeks ago. I would think they're done with that by now. But um, but uh, at least it's not a light magic. When you remember <laughs> how, what I talked about that, where they set mm-hmm. the date at, right. before it was done, and then they couldn't make the date yeah. and still launched it. <laughs> that was fun. All right. Any any, any other any other phantasmic comments? No. Okay. Okay. I I have faith that they're going to do a good job. It's it's going to be see a transition for us. Mm-hmm. But and I, and I and I think I've said this before. I have no problem with the changes, other than the pirates change. 
because for one, it's not an animated movie. So it's kind of in a different genre. Why is why is Mickey dreaming about Jack Sparrow? Because Mickey wants to go. Uh, see yeah, there's the a new, lot of answers. Mickey wants to go one. see the new Pirates of the Caribbean film <laughs> that's coming out in a right, few yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, yeah, pretty I, big imagination. It encompasses yeah. everything. Mickey I, still can't believe they invaded his park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I just hope they don't completely abandon some of the classic characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tony. Time for, for rapid fire. I will go first because mine is like the rapidest ever. So we had talked about the castle heraldry shop has closed, and we speculated what was going in there. Well, now we have our answer. Um, they made a quick, like, like crossed out stuff on the sign, and it's now the castle. Holiday shop. I think they only changed like five letters. Oh, how funny! Um, so they moved. Did the- they put stickers up over the letters? <laughs> <Right>, exactly. <laughs> um, so the 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 shop that was in in the castle is closed now, and all that merchandise is in this in this new shop. So it could be just temporary while they redo what's in the the castle, or um, we don't know yet because there really isn't a, an announcement about this, but. Um, they have painted over the sign that, that said heraldry and that says holidays. So if that's, oh. if you're, if you're looking for ornaments and, um, stuff like that in fantasy land, that is now the location for that. I wonder if they're going to be, um, personalizing them. Um, I don't know. Somebody was asking that on, on the boards and uh, the, it may be that they because did they did they have a location inside the castle that they did that? Uh, let me I, see. at at one I, time. I, go ahead, Michael. No, I yeah, I didn't think they did inside the so, castle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a small shop for for that, but. Oh, I was thinking more of the when they had that shop in New Orleans Square. So oh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Mary Jo. Well, I've got the exciting news that Disneyland is scrapping the unpopular hyperspace mountain. Unpopular. And and going back. What is that? And going back to the classic. Ooh. I feel like I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, everybody, left. All right, so yeah, no, so that. Left. Sorry, go ahead. Right. I can resist. And. Just in case you guys didn't know. And going back to the classic, but to me, the classic music is the 1996, the Le Carnival de Animo, the aquarium theme music, that surfer, rocker. Say um, that again. No. That's not the Red Hot Chili Pepper one, is it? No. No, it's the original one. That's that. That's it's actually my alarm music. But, um. Is that what you're playing? Yeah. No, I'm not playing it. That's the one that I. To me, that's the classic. Oh, yes. This one. Yeah, I do like that one. I like that one, too. I, yeah, that's, I, that's actually my alarm on my iPhone for me to wake up. So, um, And though I, I really like that one, I'm pretty sure that they mean the 2006 Red Hot Chili Pepper no, Higher it's not, Ground. It's not Higher No, no it's not. not. That's not the rocket. No, it's not the rocket space mountain. Mm -mm. Yeah, they only used that one for like a few weeks. 
No, that one, I thought that was the higher, that was mm. the daytime one in the Rock and Space Mountain evening shows was different. No. The one I played earlier is the one that's going to come back, I'm sure. Chili Peppers was just like for special, like one summer. Yeah, it was for Rock and Space like Mountain. Yeah, that was like it. Okay, so who um, played that music that you just played? I don't know who wrote it. The 2006. I don't know who read it. I, I tried to look it, it up. Probably but I a, it was probably a set of studio musicians <laughs> for or, for recorded orchestration. No, Siri, that, who wrote yeah, that? No, is that Dick Dale? That was the that was, was the original. Is that the one. vision? Yeah, that, that was, was the, the original one. Original. Yeah, that's the not, one we like. Well, and yeah. that's not even the original because that was like ninety seven or ninety six. There was nothing before that. Right. Exactly. It was. It was just quiet. Yeah. So. So the original soundtrack, yes, classic would be Dick okay. Dale back in in yeah ninety six or ninety seven, right? Because if we we're going to go back to classic, classic, it's going to be um, well the Dick Dale <laughs> times. It's going to be the chocolate chip cookie and the glowing rocket ships, which were I thought were kind of cool when you could see them. Remember when we used to be in the People Mover and you could oh, see yeah, the yeah, yeah. the space oh, mountain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. just Michael so cool. G Michael Giacchino. Giacchino, yeah. yeah. Is the is the recent version okay? Why does that name okay, sound thank familiar? Because it's I know I feel like he's done other music, but not necessarily just for Disney. Right? Oh yeah, he's Let's he's see. done Star Trek. Is that the guy that did Lost? The the reboot. I'm gonna Google it. Mm -hmm. Tomorrowland. Okay, yeah. He's done a lot. Up. Oh, Lost. Nice. Hey, see, I do know my stuff sometimes. The video game series Medal of Honor, uh, Rogue One, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Cool. He has I'm looking to see what the. Uh, he also um, scored. Oh, The Incredibles. Do I have this right? Yeah, The Incredibles. And mm -hmm. the chat room is saying up. Cool. All right. So he's. Yeah. We'll keep him around. I. So I don't have the the name of the song that's played, but it's not it's Space Mountain, two thousand five. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, very cool. It's not that we have ignition. Um, and the when is what's the date? June June first. Okay, so it, oh, yeah, I never I didn't get to that. Oh, sorry. So it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna open on June first, which means that it's gonna close at the end of um the day on May twenty ninth. It'll be closed May thirtieth and thirty first to prepare for the June first opening. Yep. Yay! Woo. I'm actually surprised. I am too. That not expecting that. What what it could mean is they need something else to promote in Disneyland Park because Rivers America isn't done yet. I think it's an easy well, and also I think um, maybe it's kind of to get away from Star Wars in Tomorrowland yeah. so much Star Wars in Tomorrowland so they could focus on the Star Wars land although I don't see them moving Star Tours or anything like yeah. that but still Alright, thank you Mary Jo uh, Michael Well you know of course the, the big Disney summer event that everyone is all abuzz about is the Diz 20th anniversary on yes. June 1st <laughs> but there is a, a smaller event going on <laughs> Um, 
the small the, local event. Um, small, small, yeah, small local event out here in California. It's something you might have heard of called the D23 <laughs> Expo that that I've I've talked about. You know, from uh, July 14th through the 16th at the Anaheim Convention Center, and and this of course is presented by D23, the official Disney fan club. And we've been talking, uh, you know, about it, you know, over the last few months. And they've. I want to share a couple of announcements that they released uh, this past week. First of all, they talked about the, the Walt Disney Archives exhibit. They released the information about that, and that, of course, is it is themed to Pirates of the Caribbean because, of course, it is celebrating its um and big anniversary this year. It's uh, hard to believe that it's fifty years old. I know. <laughs> and but so what it is is that. Uh, their presentation is going to be um, Disney's Rascal Scoundrels and Really Bad Eggs. And <laughs> what it's going to be, it's going to um, have all of Disney's most memorable marauders. So it's going to have Peter Pan's Captain Hook to Pirates of the Caribbean's Captain Jack Sparrow. And this is huge. It's going to be a 12,000 <clears> square foot exhibit on the Expo's show floor. And as I said, it's going to honor all of Disney's pirates from film, television, and of course, the Disney Parks attractions. And that is all the versions of Pirates of the Caribbean in all of their theme parks, including Shanghai. They're going to have a whole lot of never-before-seen items on display. Also, there are uh, a few other things they're going to have in this exhibit. They're going to have some audio animatronic figures from the original Disneyland attraction. They'll have a ride vehicle from Peter Pan's flight. They will have artwork and imagery from one of my favorite films, Treasure Island, and from Peter Pan. They're also going to have an unproduced Donald Duck animated short where, where Donald was searching for pirate gold. And they're going to have some original um, costumes worn um, by the uh, actors in Pirates of the Caribbean series. They're going to have Davy Jones's pipe organ. They're going to have back that 23-foot-tall set model of the Black Pearl. Nice. Yeah, they're going to have the Dead Man's Chest and a lot of props and set pieces, including items from the new Pirates of the Caribbean, Ted, Ted, Dead Men Tell, the fantastic, going to have the fantastical, have the fantastical fashions. They're going to have dresses worn by beloved heroines and sinister villainesses. So they're going to have costumes from six of Disney's live-action fantasy films. Wow. This is going to include Enchanted. Maleficent, and um, be- and of course the newest um, Beauty and the Beast. So Her definitely, dress. definitely some great things to see on the expo floor. And if you thought that wasn't enough, th- oh, wait, uh, this is. More. But wait, there's more, and I am really excited because I have seen this person oh, perform my. the last time mm-hmm. he was at the expo. Uh, Oscar winner and Disney legend Alan Menken is going to present Yay. a new one-man show at the expo. And did did any of you see him uh, the last time? Has he, he been performed? there twice? So um, I don't know if he's been there twice, but um, he did a he did a show that I paid to go see in Irving in uh, Irvine. Mm-hmm. He performed last year, and Leslie and I and, and a couple of other friends, we we went to go see his show, and I, it was the first time he was doing his one man show. Because he he was and he he was at the at the one of the Destination D events too. 
and I saw him there. Yeah, and I saw him he, at the that, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, and that was when it. Richard Sherman yes. joined him, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that's I wish I had been there. That, for that was great. That was, that was incredible. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to perform two. Um, performances of his new one-man show, A Whole New World of Alan Menken. Now, it's interesting the date this is happening. It's Sunday, July 16th. So this is the end of the expo at 1.30 p.m. and then at 5 p.m. in Hall D23 at the Anaheim Convention Center. And if you're you're thinking, why do I know Alan Menken? Uh, Some of the musicals he's worked on is Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Enchanted and Tangled, uh, the Broadway show's Little Shop of Horrors, Sister Act, Newsies, A Bronx Tale, and then the ABC television series um, Gallivant. And uh, so this is just. I realize he did Gallivant. I know, that isn't it amazing? Great. Yeah, so this is going to be incredible. And um, and, and in two thousand and one, of course, he became a Disney legend. So if you're so if you were on the fence about going to the D twenty three Expo, um, th- 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 this should. This should get you there. So this is um, July 14th through the uh, 16th, the Anaheim Convention Center. So um, anyway, and we will see you there. Yay. Definitely. I got to get in that show. Uh, Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) I'm sort of glad it's on a Sunday late afternoon, mid late afternoon, because a lot of people will be leaving to go home. Right. There will be a lot going on. Yeah, and Carol and I decided, well, the anniversary of Disneyland's the next day. We might as well stay because they're going to open Rivers of America and Phantasmic yeah, in the right. train. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's good. Like they were <laughs> speculating. One one last reminder. Uh, folks might want to check their – if you're a D23 member, uh, check your expiration date on your card because they're supposed to send you two reminders as to when your card's going – when your membership's going to expire. One is 30 days out. And then another one is when it expires or a couple weeks before. And I never got any reminders this year. And my uh, my um, my login to the D23, you know, members site, members only site just worked just fine and all that. And then Carol brought up with me, when does your membership end? And I looked at it and my membership was almost a month expired and I got no notification or any indication from D23, it was expired. So I immediately renewed it. So uh, so you might want to check, especially if you're planning on going to the expo. Make sure your membership card, you know, make, make sure your membership is, uh, you know, um, up to date. Yeah, D23 kind I had of the same- suffers from customer service because they are not, they're connected, but they're not really connected to any one department. I mean, yeah, and you have to go through the Disney Store online. Yeah, yeah, because renew your membership. Disney Store services that. them, but they don't. But that's all. Know anything do. about them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. I well, I had the same experience you had, Michael. I have that no contact, nothing, just whoops. Yeah. So. And normally I get the reminder. I mean, I get a lot of reminders. And normally there's a little uh, slip in my magazine that this is your last magazine. I and haven't gotten a magazine in I, months. Oh, see, I didn't get ever. any of that. Any of that. So it, it's odd what's happening. 
Yeah, I have. I can't tell you the last time I saw a magazine. In fact, I'm pretty sure I didn't see a magazine from the time I joined mm-hmm. with my gold membership. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so right. just just be warned. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Nancy. Okay. So um, I was just perusing through Facebook the other day, <laughs> and this then appeared in video form in front of me and I shared it on my Facebook and New Yorkers will be familiar with this. It's a little thing called the museum of ice cream and the website is museumoficecream.com. And this is an art installation. And this Thursday at 9am on the 27th, they will be releasing additional tickets and additional dates. Cause they are mostly sold out actually. Um, It is a little interesting, how do I want to put it? It is an art installation, but they also serve you ice cream, and there's a giant pool of sprinkles to dive into and swim in. Like real sprinkles? Actually, I can't be real sprinkles. I thought there'd be bugs in there when I saw you. Can you imagine it get all sticky and... Go ahead, Nancy. It's... it's Cute and interesting. Let me let me tell you how they describe this caption of what this experience caption of what this experience caption of what this experience is about is basically this. Remember those crazy ideas you dreamed up as a kid? The Museum of Ice Cream is the place where ideas are transformed into real life experiences. A place where flavors are, are mysteries and toppings are toys. And sprinkles make the world a better place. Our mission is to design environments that bring people together and provoke imagination. So everything is themed to ice cream. Um, There are unique rooms with hanging bananas that you can walk through. Kind of like the little beaded curtains. Um, There is scratch and sniff wallpaper. There is a melting popsicle room. Um, and numerous other experiences. Your ticket includes two scoops of McConnell's ice cream. McConnell's is your is the ice cream sponsor. McConnell's is a famous Los Angeles chain. They actually have one in um, Grand Central Market downtown, and this is actually um, being held in the Arts District downtown. So, um, how to get there? If you choose to get tickets, this is currently running through May 29th, but it's going to be extended. So like I said, this Thursday morning on the 27th, they will be announcing more dates and times and uh, selling tickets. The It's at uh, 2018 East, East 7th Place, downtown Los Angeles, 90021. Um, the hours they're usually running are 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, if you have a group of up to 10 people, you can sign up for private tours that are held on at 10.30 a.m. on those days. So they only do one group per day, it looks like, or a couple groups maybe with separate people, you know, separate guides going through. Um, adults age 13 and up, $29. Children age 3 to 12, 
and seniors age 60 plus are $18. Um, under three and under don't need tickets. All tickets must be purchased in advance on the website non-transferable one person in your party's name must match the name that purchased the tickets um, they have street parking valet parking for six dollars and a couple lots that they recommend they also recommend a few of the great places to spend in the downtown la arts district um, some different museums and and galleries and food and drink places um, on their website so that's actually kind of a neat idea that they're promoting neighborhood galleries and stuff like that um like i said tickets are online they even have a shop where you can buy some of the merchandise online um and uh they suggest that if you do buy tickets to this arrive within the first 20 minutes of the half hour slot you purchased so buy your ticket for a 3 3.30 to 4 o'clock entry, you should get there before 3.50. If you do not get there um, in time for your slot, you will not be admitted. That's the only way they can control crowds. Um, oh, and to get to your question about the sprinkles, is the sprinkle pool real and is it clean? This is a, from their fact. <laughs> and they <laughs> said, yes, the Museum of Ice Cream designed close to 100 million sprinkles out of antimicrobial plastics to fill their signature sprinkle pool. Um, and the mu museum also cleans their sprinkles daily. I and how they many even children have gummy bear samples. I know, right? Um, and you can, you don't have to print out your tickets. You can just show them on your phone. Um, and... Yeah, it looks like a hoot. Um, but yeah, visit museumoficecream.com and there's a video and all kinds of fun stuff. And it just looks so much fun that I had to bring it up because, because you know, we couldn't go through an it's episode so without unique. talking about food. I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I said, it looks like a hoot and we're always looking for weird and interesting and different very LA kind of things to do and this is at, this was actually so successful in New York that it opens per reopens periodically so um so yeah very cool there we go thank you Nancy Tony <laughs> Tony unmute yourself Tony Oh well, if you want to get, I had, I had, a, I just said about three, three words. Um, if you want to get a little healthier than ice cream, even though it's fake, you can get a picture. Well, I guess you're not going to be healthy after you eat what you're going to eat there, but you can get a picture of Minnie with her special little adorable herb garden at the Plaza Inn at the Minnie and Friends character breakfast. So it's only though from now through May 29th. And this springtime photo will only be available till then. And it's a picture of Minnie and her herb garden. That's pretty much it. Uh, are these medicinal herbs? Because you know it is legal now. <laughs> it is California, yeah. She does look very happy and relaxed. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, and she's heading back to the buffet. Yes, exactly. Again, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, And just as a reminder, it's $32 for adults and $18 for children to eat at the Minnie and Friends. And I think that will be one that I and anybody who would like to join me on the team revisit and review because I loved it back in the day. And I'm interested to see 
I just thought the value was good because you didn't have to pay that extra tip and you got your discount and the character interactions you got were pretty amazing. So, cause it's such a small little venue, but if you want to get a special mini herb garden picture now through May 29th, now's the time to go. It's no additional charge. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. All right. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.